Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> ah, hello there. How wonderful it is to see you again at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today we've got quite an interesting item indeed. If you'll take a look over here, it's quite heavy. I'm not even going to uh, try to lift this up. But the display case uh, shows it in its entirety. It is a sledgehammer, but not just any sledgehammer. This is of an old world craftsmanship that is not seen very much these days. If you look at it closely, you might even see some engravings on the head of this hammer, runic in nature, possibly. And if you look, no, not directly. If you turn your head and, and perchance a view that is from the periphery of your vision, you might even say you could see the rune glow. And therein lies the mystery that is at the center of our episode today on Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So let's pull out the kinetoscope and take a look at the new Amazon Prime original, Samaritan. So Samaritan is a movie that I really didn't see a lot of fanfare for this. Uh, it was a movie that I was doing some research at the beginning of the year, of what movies that we knew were going to be coming out, what TV shows we knew were going to be coming out in 2022 that involved horror, fantasy, and science fiction. And Samaritan came up as being an Amazon Prime original starring Sylvester Stallone. And I thought, oh, Sylvester Stallone doing something genre? He's usually an action movie. Movie guy so I, I thought this was odd I was like okay I'm gonna look into this and I, I found that uh, it seemed quite interesting so I was really excited to see what Sly Stallone was gonna do in in the superhero genre because he's played action heroes so many times uh, that it just has become commonplace for him. But for him to do something slightly different, I mean, these days, uh, superheroes are the action heroes. Marvel, Disney, and, and DC, Warner Brothers, uh, they have made superheroes the action heroes of the 21st century, for better or worse. But as I said, there really didn't seem to be a lot of fanfare for this. The director Julius Avery doesn't have a long list of credits to his name. He did do the 2018 film Overlord, which is a film I've always wanted to see. I just have never taken the time to watch it, and I'm probably going to have to watch it now. I think it was came out at a time when the whole zombie thing, even though this was interesting with World War II being added into the mix, uh, felt very much akin to some of the video games out there. Call of Duty meets uh, Resident Evil sort of situation, but it, it seemed interesting enough. I just never really took the time to watch it. And like I said, uh, at that time, 2018, just I was kind of over the whole zombie thing. So that's probably why I didn't watch it. But I do want to watch it. Uh, but he's got that to his credit. There's an Australian crime drama, Son of a Gun, that he did back in 2014. But other than that, Samaritan is his most recent feature-length film. I mean, he's done a ton of short films over the years. So th not a lot known about him as far as a body of 
work. The screenwriter is a, a guy that I, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but he's done things like Escape Room. He wrote the Nicolas Cage movie Season of the Witch, which I enjoyed more than I thought I was going to. And then, of course, he's he's done things over the years, TV series and, and whatnot. But again, not a huge list of credits to his name. So a lot of unknowns with this. The one thing you do know is that this is a Sylvester Stallone movie, and that really kind of comes with a lot of connotations to it. So uh, I, I really wasn't sure what I was going to be getting into with this. But then I saw the list of some of the other actors. Uh, you had Pilo Aspect from Game of Thrones, and he's done tons of other things. A, a fantastic actor. Uh, I was excited to see him. Uh, you had Javon Walton, who played the Stan character in this last season of The Umbrella Academy, which is one of the, the standout actors, I thought, in that season. I think he did a really good job with a character that really wasn't necessary, but he made the character interesting enough and engaging enough that I, I, I didn't mind that. You also had uh, Dasha Polanco who was in Orange is the New Black. She played Daya in Orange is the New Black. I really like her as an actress. So you, you had a really good base of strong actors in this movie. So that, I was like, that's got that going for it. Now, I'm going to say right off the bat, I'm going to try not to be too spoilery. I really, there's this like internal battle, much like the battle between uh, Nemesis and <laughs> Samaritan in this. There's a battle inside me all the time of how spoilery I should be or how not spoilery I should be, uh, because I do these podcasts. I want to talk about the movie. I want to discuss the things I've seen in the movie. Uh, I understand that people that haven't seen the movie are probably not going to want to listen and have everything spoiled for them, unless, like I've said many a times, you're like me, and spoilers don't bother you all that much. If it's a good movie, if it's well acted, it's well directed, you know, it's shot well. I'm not going to care that much about spoilers. It doesn't mean I want everything spoiled for me. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, I struggle with how spoilery to be in these. So I'm going to try to be as unspoilery as possible. Uh, you're probably going to get some minor spoilers uh, throughout this first part of the podcast. I'm going to tell you before I talk about the big reveal at the end. I'm kind of going to give a, as much of an unspoiler review or, or discussion of this movie as possible. And then at the end, I'll let you know when you can uh, avert your eyes or your ears. And then we're going to go into kind of breaking down the big reveal at the end. So from here on out, enter at your own risk. But I, I really dug the way they began this because you know these aren't characters that come from like some comic book that you know everybody already kind of knows the backstory. They really had to introduce you to these characters, uh, Samaritan, the titular character, and. Uh, nemesis they they tell this story about these two brothers i can't remember if they're twins or they're just brothers but they they're born with these superpowers and that made them a bit of a pariah in their community because sometimes as kids you know, they didn't know their own strength and, and people uh, feared them then some of the, the townspeople got a mob together, you know, kind of a pitchfork and torches sort of scenario. And they boarded up their house while they slept and burn it to the ground. And of course, 
Samaritan and Nemesis survived, but their parents died. And as they grew up, Samaritan adopted a more altruistic sensibility. You know, he uh, was forgiving of what happened and knew that he needed to use his power to protect people. The old trope from Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. He took that responsibility on his shoulder. Nemesis, on the other hand, uh, became very, maybe not quite misanthropic, but he... He was angry with society. He was angry with humanity for, for killing his parents and wanted vengeance and wanted to uh, maybe subjugate humanity and, and make humanity bend to him like a god. So right off the bat, you have this superhero and this supervillain that are already have a connection. They're already at odds with one another. And you have this dynamic that is set up and... We don't even really see what happens in the interim. Uh, we just see how it ends, where uh, Nemesis sets a trap at this this factory or whatever. Uh, Samaritan comes, and the only story that people know is that both men died in an explosion at this factory. And this is all done in, in sort of a really cool flashback scene. Uh, they did rotoscoping, which is a you know one of the things I love about some of the Ralph Bakshi's work, where they take live action uh, scenes and then color animation over top of it. Uh, it, it adds a real creepy, odd uh, style of animation with natural movements that don't seem natural in, in animated features. Uh, so it was really cool how they did that opening. Kind of played into a comic book style. And now 20 some plus years later, we find a world that has been without Nemesis and Samaritan, but Nemesis and Samaritan uh, cemented their legacy in this city, Granite City, where you have the, the bad element of society worshiping Nemesis, all the criminals worshiping Nemesis. Uh, we have this one character, Cyrus, that we'll talk about here shortly, uh, wants to be just like Nemesis. And then you have uh, another Section of society that holds out hope and believes Samaritan is still alive, like this, like this kid we meet, played by Javon Walton, Sam Cleary. Uh, he's just one of these hopeful kids that just wants there to be a, a good guy, somebody he can look up to, somebody that can save him and pull him out of you know the poverty that he lives in with his single mother. And we find out through this movie that he is one of the, he's kind of like a conspiracy theorist. He's got uh, behind this poster on the inside of his closet door, he's got all these uh, postings, uh, clippings. He's got a list of people he thinks could be Samaritan, and he crosses them off as. As he finds out that they're not Samaritan, but he's holding out hope that Samaritan somehow is still alive and will come back and save the day, save the city from all that's going wrong with it. And then eventually his gaze falls upon a man that lives in the building across from his in this apartment complex, Joe Smith, played by Sylvester Stallone. Sam thinks that Joe is Samaritan. Joe just wants to be left alone. And, and then things develop from there. Now, we're going to talk about this uh, kind of in the style I've been doing lately, where we're going to talk about the story 
through the perspective of the individual characters without going through and breaking down the story beat by beat. And I've kind of talked about the Sam Cleary character uh, played by uh, Javon Walton, who I, I think he does a really good job. You know, kids can come across as, you know, especially when they're plucky kids with a lot of sass and attitude, it can, it can come across as a little annoying. Uh, but I really like how Javon Walton... He, he plays that kind of character that could get very tiresome very easily. But as an actor, he just he just walks that line. He skirts that line of of allowing that spunk and attitude and sass. He, he goes just far enough to where you believe this kid's got attitude, but not so far as to be really annoyed by it. And, and I got to imagine that's in part the performance in part the writing i thought they wrote this this kid very well it was believable he lives at home with his mom he's a his mom is a single mom his dad uh died at some point in the past 20 years uh, they never really talk about how but you know they're this kind of family that is barely living paycheck to paycheck probably not even paycheck to paycheck the mom played by uh dasha polanco tiffany cleary she is a hard-working mom uh, she seems to have scrubs on a lot so I'm, I'm guessing she's maybe a nurse of some sort we don't really get into a whole lot of her story which is a shame because i really like her as an actress uh, she does does get involved with the plot and has a little more agency towards the end but but even still she's just not featured a whole lot this is essentially sylvester stallone javon walton and pilo aspect it's their show and there's a, there's a few other side characters uh, of not too terribly much consequence but the sam character is a is a kind of kid that uh i kind of something i felt when i was growing up he was constantly afraid and constantly worried about getting in trouble constantly worried about getting hurt uh constantly worried about disappointing his mom uh, i think he's a, he's afraid of a lot of things and to kind of uh, combat that fear or to overcompensate for that fear he's willing to do a lot of things that he probably shouldn't do just to prove he's not a he's not afraid to prove he's not a pussy as as they call him sometimes in this uh, some of the the other uh, criminal elements and he does some things that almost seem out of character getting involved with some of these criminal element types but it's not out of character when you think about it because like i said uh he's trying to overcompensate for the fear that he feels inside of him he talks to uh joe smith about how he's always running away he's always running away because he's scared and joe smith tells him hey you know what that's not a bad thing sometimes and but sam definitely tries to overcompensate for that fear especially when positive role models like joe are not around and and then he gets himself in trouble and gets caught up in in things that are are way bigger than him and something no child needs to be a part of so that's one of the things i really liked about the sam clear character is it was uh it was an interesting character uh and i thought the choice of javon walton as this character was a good one because he could play the sweetness and the innocence of a child but he could also play the the spitfire and the attitude that 
he has sometimes. He's a kid that's afraid all the time, but he does have a courage inside of him. Maybe sometimes a little too much when he chooses to do things to, to overcompensate for that fear, but but he does have a courage inside of him. And he is a fighter. He's a survivor. He's a kid that's had to essentially be on his own a lot. His mom is working all the time, trying to raise money just so they're not evicted from their apartment. And he's he's kind of, you know, the the typical latchkey kid from the 80s. That was a big deal in the 80s, talking about latchkey kids. Now it's just commonplace today. So he's very resourceful, very resilient, and got a lot of time on his hands to uh, come up with conspiracy theories about how uh, this guy, the janitor of school, is obviously quite uh, strong for a janitor. So he might be the uh, he might be Samaritan. But he gets into some trouble, and Joe Smith is there to to bail him out. And Joe Smith shows some some traits that he might be a little stronger than the average bear. And that's how they meet. I mean, they've seen each other, but that's how they meet. And Sam gets on the the trail of Joe Smith possibly being Samaritan. And speaking of Joe Smith, played by Sylvester Stallone, he is, you know, he's one of those actors that, I hate to say it, definitely not a one-trick pony. But a lot of his characters feel the same. From Rocky to John Rambo, the the guy from the arm wrestling movie, they all feel very similar and connected. Just because Sylvester Stallone has such a iconic look and a iconic sound of his voice and an iconic cadence to his voice that kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, every Arnold Schwarzenegger character feels like the Arnold Schwarzenegger character before. Uh, these guys aren't going to transform themselves into anybody new. They're playing heightened, over-actionized versions of themselves, essentially. So that's what you get with Sly Stallone and the, the Joe Smith character. But one of the things I like about Sylvester Stallone as an actor is that he can portray, he can portray badass. He can portray toughness. Uh, he can portray sensitivity. You know, he can portray the guy that wants you to think he doesn't care, but he really does care. And so where you don't get Sylvester Stallone or guys like him on Schwarzenegger, uh, guys like that, the action heroes of the 80s, where you don't get a transformation, they don't turn themselves into a new character, they do bring range of what their character brings to the table, I think. And Joe Smith is very much this character, uh, much like a lot of the other characters Sylvester Stallone has played, especially like John Rambo, a loner, kind of keeps to himself. Uh, he does his job, he comes home, and... You know, he's not a guy that's going out and partying. He's not a guy that's going out and hanging out at the corner bar. He's kind of live and leave me be sort of situation with him. And he works as a garbage man. And as he's doing his thing, collecting trash, you see him rummaging through and always kind of finding things, a fan or an old radio and, uh, you know, broken things that nobody wants and taking them home and repairing them. And there's a really telling line later when he's talking to Sam about why he takes these old broken things home and tries to fix them. And he talks about how these old broken things 
deserve a second chance. And I think that's a big theme throughout this movie is second chances. But the more and more we see him interact with Sam, the more and more we see him getting Sam out of trouble, and the more and more we see him involved in the movie, involved in the plot of this movie, uh, we find that he does have some superpowers. Uh, you get that in the trailer, so that's not a big spoiler. And he could be Samaritan. Sam is constantly saying he's Samaritan. He's the good guy. And, and he never says one way or the other if he is or if he isn't. So th there's always that that little seed of doubt as to, is he Samaritan? Who is he? What What's going on here with this character? A little bit of a mystery. I, I kind of figured out the mystery uh, partway through. Uh, it, it wasn't, I, I don't know how well it was hidden, but there was, there was something that was said or something that was done or a look or something that I, I thought, okay, this, this is what's going on here. And it turned out I was right. Uh, believe me, I'm not always right when I, sometimes I tend to overthink things, but, uh, but in this case I was right. And I'll talk about that at the end, once we get into this super spoilery section. But the next character I wanted to talk about is Pilo Aspect, plays Cyrus. And I love Pilo Aspect as an actor because he plays characters with such intensity and such menace. And he always plays characters that always seem to be right on the very fringe of sanity, where sanity and insanity meet. He always kind of teeters on those in those fringe areas where he might be batshit crazy, but he might not be. And, and, and I love that because as a villain, uh, and this guy gets portrayed as a, a villain quite a bit. I was first aware of him in Game of Thrones when he played Euron Greyjoy. I know he was in Overlord, again, working with the Julius Avery, but I, like I said, I did not see that. I know he's going to be in the upcoming Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom movie, so there's that to look forward to. But yeah, uh, he just plays such great uh, bad guys. And this is a, a definitely a character, the Cyrus character that he plays in Samaritan that can be added to those, that long list of really uh, charismatic and engaging bad guys that, that, that Pilo Azbek plays. He's this, I, I don't know, they never really say what he's into, if it's drugs, but he is kind of the head of this this crime group, this this group of criminals that are, are going out and yeah, they never really, I, I think in order to keep this geared maybe towards a, a quasi younger audience, this is definitely a movie that, that kids can watch. Uh, there's a little bit of language, uh, but this is a movie that kids can watch and adults can watch it and enjoy it as well. Uh, so I think to keep that, they try to keep any drug element out of that. There's really no definitive crime that they are perpetrating other than Cyrus wants to uh, pick up where Nemesis left off. He worships and idolizes Nemesis and wants to be just like Nemesis and bring the city into to chaos and anarchy. For To what end, I, I don't think it's ever really clear, but, you know, that's that's the thing of supervillains and evil geniuses and stuff like that. Uh, they want to spread chaos and anarchy, and, you know, that's the Joker in 
Batman Dark Knight. He's an agent of chaos, and and that's all he wants is to bring chaos and destruction and bring down the system. Because definitely Granite City and, and the world we find ourselves in is a, a system and a society where the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. It kind of mirrors today's society. There's injustices and people are on the brink of chaos. All they need is a little push and he's the one that wants to provide them the push. And of course he breaks into the, the police station, their evidence locker, and recovers uh, Nemesis's mask and recovers this sledgehammer that Nemesis made, the one we talked about at the beginning. It's a hammer that Nemesis made. It's all forged steel, the handle all the way up to the head of the, the sledgehammer. And the story goes that he poured all his hate for for Samaritan into this. And somehow this sledgehammer has magical properties and it's the only thing that can hurt Samaritan. And he recovers these and he has essentially dubbed himself uh, uh, the second coming of Nemesis. He doesn't necessarily gain superpowers from this, but when he wields the sledgehammer, it does feel like he's imbued with some, some extra strength from it. And he uses this to spark the fire that turns into the flames of riot and anarchy and chaos and the the flames spread quickly throughout this city until he has a run-in uh, his henchmen have a run-in with joe smith and find out that he has powers and everybody is like samaritan's back this is samaritan and since he is the new nemesis he wants to take down samaritan as a symbol to the city that there is no hope there's only the chaos and disorder and anarchy that that he brings as nemesis too if you will which leads to the big showdown at the end and and this may be a little bit spoilery but it's it's kind of you have to see it coming where nemesis kidnaps sam to use him as bait for Samaritan or who we think is Samaritan, Sylvester Stallone's Joe Smith character. And Joe Smith comes to, to rescue Sam and there's a big showdown between him and Cyrus. And it, it is really cool. I, I liked how they did it. The effects, the special effects on this scene, I thought were really good because uh, you know it deals with fire and sometimes fake fire can feel really fake but if it's done right i think like they they did in this it felt really good it felt believable as as this fiery environment that they're in and of course there's this huge reveal at the end involving the joe smith character and it was a reveal i saw coming and i, I don't think it was well hidden it's you know if you think about it it probably makes probably made sense but yeah it's one of the rare occasions where i i figured it out before it actually happened but we have this final showdown it was a really good battle between these two uh it wasn't super long and it wasn't super like marvel actiony it wasn't guys flying around it, it you know this movie for having super heroes in it it felt fairly grounded in, in how superheroism, how superpowers would work maybe in real life, but still had some of that some of those fantastical elements to it. So I, I just really liked it. I thought it was done really well, this final scene. And then we, we leave where Sam is talking to reporters after this is all said and done and saying Samaritan is back and bringing hope to the city. 
So all in all, I thought it was a good movie. Was it the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen? No, certainly not. Did it have some of its flaws, some little uh, minor plot holes? Maybe. Uh, were there some things that were written a little awkwardly? I, I'm very much of the school of thought of you write how people actually talk. And there were some some lines of dialogue that were, you know, kind of a little, I'm like, nobody, nobody would say that like that. But but all in all, uh, I thought it was really good. I, I thought there were interesting characters. I thought they were well-written. And I thought they really had some engaging actors to play these characters. Sylvester Stallone played this Joe Smith character quite well. Uh, you know, I believed he's the loner. I believe he's the hermit, the, the troglodyte, as he uh, describes himself. The guy that just wants to be left alone. I believe that. I believe uh, Javon Walton as the Sam Cleary character of this plucky little uh, resourceful kid that, you know, he's got good intentions, but he gets drawn into some bad things just because of where he lives. As much as she didn't get a, a ton of screen time, what screen time she did uh dasha polanco as uh, tiffany cleary the mother you know you believe that she's this mom just working hard and struggling to to make ends meet and and, and doing all she can with the time she does have with her kid to, to raise him right and teach him right from wrong and make sure that he's on the straight and narrow path and uh, and you believe this character uh pilo aspect as cyrus you know you believe that he's this character of chaos this agent of chaos this there's this menace that kind of surrounds him and he plays such a believable bad guy that it just you know it was very very engaging and like i said very charismatic on the screen he's a very charismatic actor and that's so enjoyable to watch that these characters that uh, play larger than life people on the screen but not in a caricature type way. And like I said, I, I thought the story was good. The story was interesting. Uh, I think there's room for possibly a sequel. I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I think I want... I want to have some old, some good old-fashioned standalone movies. Uh, I don't need every movie, superhero or otherwise, to be written to possibly be a trilogy. It's okay to just tell a story and let that story be it and then go on and do other stories. Uh, now, if they do come out with a sequel to this, will I watch it? Probably. There's enough interesting things, interesting backstory interesting ways for this story to move into the future that I, I think it'll be interesting uh, to say the least. Uh, I think it's going to be an engaging story if they do a sequel to this. Uh, I will watch it. Does it need it? I don't know. Uh, like I said, I, I think we've lost the art of making standalone stories. Everything has to be a franchise these days. And, you know, for, for better or ill, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. But I do know I, I really enjoyed the the story and the the script. I enjoyed the, the direction. I thought was really good. Makes me want to watch Julius Avery's uh, other film, Overlord. It makes me want to see what he can do uh, with other genres. He's kind of done the horror thing. He's done the superhero thing. Uh, maybe a fantasy movie next. I don't know. Maybe go back to horror. I, I'm interested to see what what he's got in store for the future. And I thought the special effects were good. Uh, there's there were a couple wonky green screen shots that really kind of stood out, but but only a couple small ones in this one scene, and everything else uh, seemed pretty good. I I was quite impressed with like the fire they used in this. It, uh, you know, CG fire can, like I said, be a little wonky, 
and look a little fake. But I was quite pleased with that. I was quite pleased with all the uh, superhero effects. I thought they were pretty cool. Uh, the effect on the hammer was cool and things like that. So uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Is it, like I said, the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen? No, but it is a, I think it's a movie. If you like superheroes, if you like comic books, uh, it's going to be a movie that you can sit down with your kids and watch. And like I said, there's a little bit of language, but not a ton. I think they maybe drop one F-bomb, but it's so well-placed that it, <laughs> uh, I, I quite enjoyed it as much as you can enjoy an F-bomb. I don't know. Uh, it seems weird to say that. But if you haven't watched uh, Samaritan, uh, check it out on Amazon Prime. I, I really enjoyed it. Now, I told you we were going to get into a spoilery section because I want to kind of get into the big twist of the movie and what I liked about it and where I think it's going to take things in the future. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want this spoiled for you, then we'll go our separate ways right now. But if not, I warned you, this is the super spoilery section. But one of the things I thought was really cool about this movie is that they set up this whole time Time between Sam saying that Joe Smith is Samaritan. He's got to be Samaritan. Uh, he's a good guy. He's helped him out. He's rescued him a couple times. You've got Nemesis 2, uh, the Pilo Aspect Cyrus character, who sees this guy with superpowers hanging out with Sam. And he's, you know, he's helping Sam and doing good guy things. He's got to be Samaritan. And I love in the, the final scene where you have this confrontation between Cyrus and Joe Smith and Cyrus keeps saying, you're, you're Samaritan, you're the good guy, you're the good guy. And I, I love the reveal. And I, like I said, I saw it coming. I don't think it was really well hid. Uh, you kind of, if you, you thought about it during the movie, it, it made sense. But uh, Sylvester Stallone, has this line where he says you keep calling me the good guy and essentially saying uh, and i'm paraphrasing here in all actuality he's the bad guy and we find out that joe smith wasn't samaritan uh he was nemesis and we see this flashback scene where samaritan has nemesis's hammer and he's about to swing it down on, on nemesis and and kill him and he doesn't because he's a good guy samaritan is a good guy and he spared his brother's life and as a result he ends up uh the floor gives away out from under him and he's hanging uh, above this fiery inferno down below him and nemesis tries to help him but uh, Samaritan slips and falls to his death. And then we get the reveal where Nemesis takes off his mask and, and you see that it's uh, a de-aged Sylvester Stallone. And it was such a, a great reveal. Like I said, I figured it out beforehand, but it still was a good reveal. I love the fact that this Joe Smith character has been Nemesis the whole time. And and a lot of things in the way he acts, where he he just doesn't want to be involved. He just wants people to leave him alone. He doesn't, you know, he's doing good things, trying to to fix old things and his line about how, you know, old broken things deserve a second chance. And in that moment where Nemesis had his life spared by his brother, I think that affected him and he realized that the importance of, of that, the importance of his brother and the importance of family that he's kind of forsaken, all in the name of vengeance. And while he's never thought he could be a superhero, uh, he's just tried to live a life where he's not doing bad things. And he meets Sam and Sam 
kind of shows him that he can be the superhero. And at the end, when Sam is saying Samaritan's back, and you see Joe Smith in the crowd kind of with his hoodie up over, and you get this look in his eye that, you know, he realizes that he doesn't have to be Nemesis. He's not Nemesis anymore. He can take up the mantle of Samaritan, which I think leads into some really interesting areas for a sequel, you know, where he's kind of picked up the Samaritan mantle and and I think there's a lot of interesting ways you can go with this development of this character uh, going from supervillain to superhero. Uh, one of the themes of this, I talked about how second chances are a big theme of this. There's another theme that I thought was really important when Joe Smith is talking to Sam about how each person, each individual has good and evil in them. The capacity for good and evil in them. And it's all about the choices you make as to whether you become a good guy or a bad guy. And that speaks to him. Uh, you know, he made a choice to no longer be the supervillain, to get that second chance. It spoke to the, you know, there's all these riots going on during this because uh, Nemesis became almost this demagogue-type character that's whipped all these people into a frenzy. And you see that in politics today, whether it's on the right or the left. I'm not picking on one side or the other because both sides have people in high places that do this sort of shit where they whip their constituency. They try to whip the ordinary people into a frenzy against the other side to meet their own political gains and interests. And, and to me, that is a sin beyond sin. But Nemesis has become this type of character, and he's whipped these people, these citizens of the city that normally probably wouldn't do the things they're doing, whips them into a frenzy and, and creates this chaos and these riots and this destruction. And I think that what Joe Smith says to Sam about how everybody has uh, that choice inside of them to do good or to do evil, evil. I think that spoke a lot to what was going on there. I think it speaks a lot to what we as people are doing today. You know, we've had riots on both sides of the, the spectrum and a lot of it's good people that normally wouldn't do that, but they've allowed politicians and talking heads and the media to to whip them into a frenzy to where you get stuff like this that happens. And and I love the message of this, uh, that Sylvester Stallone, as, as Joe Smith says, is that everybody has the capacity to, to do right and wrong, to do good and evil. And it is all about the choice you make, whether you're going to be the good guy or whether you're going to be the bad guy. And that's a powerful message that I think makes this whole movie all worthwhile whether you like superhero movies or not whether you like this movie or not i think that's a powerful message that i think we should all really kind of take to heart so yeah while this wasn't my favorite superhero movie i really did like this movie uh, i liked it a lot and I'm interested to see if they, they do a sequel to this because I think there's a lot of room for a sequel. Uh, do I think it needs it? No, I, I'm okay with it. Leaving it just as is and we can just leave it to our imagination what uh, Joe Smith as Samaritan is going to go off and do as this supervillain turns superhero. 
But all in all, I really did enjoy Samaritan from, from Amazon Prime. And hopefully you did too, if you had a chance to watch it. If you haven't watched it, well, like I said, I just probably spoil a ton of stuff for you. But uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it regardless because I, I tried not to go into too much detail. There still was a lot of fun. There's a little bit of humor. Uh, there's a lot of drama. And it's it's a fun movie. It's, like I said, a, a movie that you can sit down with the family. Kids are going to really love it. Uh, adults, I think, are really going to enjoy it as well. So I want to thank everyone for listening to my thoughts on Samaritan. You can check out more Dodds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop on Facebook. We're always posting uh, trailers to the latest movies and series that are coming out that uh, we may be talking about. I, I usually talk about most of them. Sometimes there are some that I can't get to. Uh, there are a few things that I have... I've just not been able to finish up some series that we may do some random curiosities, some short episodes about uh, in the not too distant future. And there's a lot of stuff getting ready to come out as we get into fall and get closer to Halloween and the holidays. That's always a hotbed of of content for for any sort of uh, movie discussion, review, breakdown podcast. So uh, we'll have a lot to talk about coming up in the next couple months. So no matter where you're listening to this podcast, uh, please subscribe to it, follow it, like it, download the episodes, leave a review. Five stars would be awesome. But whatever re- review you leave, we do appreciate it because that really helps with all those uh, pesky algorithms that they keep talking about on cyberspace. And the better we do with that, the more people that give us good reviews the more that the algorithms are going to expose new people to this podcast so it really is important so please leave a five-star review Uh, we do appreciate that and until next time thank you for visiting odds bodkins curiosity shop we hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon but even though you may come back you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. <laughs>